Hello and welcome to The Pop-In, the podcast by the team behind Flopstars running through the big new music releases and music stories of the last couple of weeks. The only thing we need to talk about today is Addison Ray, but we will add to that news <laughs> and a brand new Rita Ora song, which feels very on brand for her. We're going to discuss who the fuck this Oliver Anthony man is that seems to have one of the biggest songs in the world right now. And brand new Miley is coming out. It's all coming up. Pop Sam in. Murphy. Hi. Been a it's while. A- jam-packed it has been a while and i think it's fine that we've been away because honestly it's been a couple slow release weeks but it feels like this week things are starting to heat up like everyone's back from summer holidays here it's happening (laughs) so what did i see the other the other day that we've got new music from selena rumored for this week we've got new music from drake rumored this week even olivia just released selena gomez is not a rumor that okay. is happening. The song is called Single Soon, um, which is just brilliant <laughs> for marketing reasons. Then yeah. we have Miley with Used To Be Young coming on Friday too. It's rumoured that we're going to get another Olivia Rodrigo single off Guts. And mm. then it's rumoured that Drake's dropping a full album, which apparently <laughs> has an incredible Nicki Minaj verse on it, which is oh. all I will be listening to. Look, The I- album's called For The Dogs. It should be called For The Barbs. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the one song. I always yeah. find Drake albums a really interesting listen, though. You know, I love these hip-hop event releases. For better or that for happen. worse. Yeah, for better or worse, but I enjoy them nonetheless, and I enjoy listening I to agree. them as they come out with people. And I think Drake probably does them better than most. He makes it a really interesting lean-in listen. I think, you know, the last year, the big hip-hop event releases that I've really, you know, lent into as soon as they've come out have been Drake, Kendrick, and Future. But Drake is definitely the most... Um, intriguing of the lot for me. So I'm yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting because I kind of feel like the other ones have been Lil Uzi Vert and Travis Scott, and I think that they kind of like made a big splash, and then everyone was like, "Oh, they're actually not as good as we thought it was going to be," and like the the hype's died down. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Drake's release. But people who listen to this podcast most likely don't want us to talk about Drake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're stereotyping a little bit, but I think it's safe to say that <laughs> you're more, you're more interested in us talking about Miley. So we're getting this song called Used To Be Young on Friday, right? Is this a thing from a new era? What's the situation? Um, I'm not sure, but Friday is the 10-year anniversary of Wrecking Ball, I believe, not Bangers, yeah. Wrecking Ball. Um So she's dropping this song, Used to Be Young. The marketing for it's all been very nostalgic. She's been like going back to like previous eras. So this is from the final episode of Hannah Montana, the drama. This is how I say goodbye to everyone now. (laughs) But here's the kicker. There's a bit of drums in the Cyrus family at the moment. I have heard this. Tish, her mum, got married over the weekend, but Noah yeah. and her brother, God knows what his name is, didn't attend. Um, and they've taken Billy Ray Cyrus's side. Friday is also Billy Ray Cyrus's birthday. And if you remember right, Miley dropped flowers on Liam Hemsworth's birthday. So she's just coming. If you've done Miley wrong, you're not enjoying your birthday this year. <laughs> this is incredible. I love that family so much. They're so fascinating. It's so dramatic all the time. So dramatic. And we'll see what uh, happens with the, all the songs that are coming out on Friday. But rest assured, next week's pop-in will be a bumper episode, without a doubt. Even though this one's quite big, as it is. Now, 
Speaking of big songs, who is this man called Oliver Anthony and what is what in, in fresh hell is this song that I keep seeing pop up with him performing in front of some grass? I don't understand. So the funny thing is, is Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer has been edging towards number one for a couple of weeks now. And mm. every time it gets close, it gets blocked by some random ass country song that the right wing is getting behind. The right wing is the new BTS fandom and they have worked <laughs> out how to completely manipulate the charts to their um, advantage. So the, the latest one is a man called Oliver Anthony. He's got mm. a song called Rich Men North of Richmond's, Richmond, something like that. Um, yeah, that's it. And basically it's a song about how the government has kind of corrupted America and, yeah. and through greed and then as a result the working class is like suffering, which is just like your old- tail you know um yeah the good thing is that oliver anthony is going to be so rich now that he will no longer be working class and this anthem <laughs> will mean nothing to him because this song has gone number one on billboard because the right wing has gotten behind it what's interesting is oliver himself is actually not right wing he said that he is straight down the middle doesn't sit on any either side of politics bipolitical if you would like if you like Without getting too, po- I do like that. Without getting too political, though, whenever anyone says they are a centrist or they do sit on the centre of politics, they tend to lean towards the right. But I won't keep Absolutely. banging on about that. It is. I mean, just a it's really- better than being J- Jason Aldean, isn't it? Like if yeah, we're yeah. we're getting better with each viral country track. <laughs> I was going to say, though, this is that really interesting pattern of music at the moment that has started with, well, not started with, but the next step was that try that in a small town piece of shit. And it is fascinating to see that these strange right wing, always country leaning artists are continuing to create music that's selling this well and blocking, you know, what they would consider to be liberal artists from hitting the top spot. Um, it's all bonkers, and I don't wish for any more of it, but I feel like it's the start of a trend. Um, I absolutely yeah. feel like it's the start of the trend, but we're not going to acknowledge it because no. we're, we're going to feel good today. Which leads on to the next thing. Well, yeah, we have some news of our own, which by now you've probably seen if you follow us on any of the social medias um, around or if you happen to follow Australian festival lineups will have on seen Reddit. Nick's baby bump already. <laughs> it's in 10 weeks. <laughs> Black and white image. I heard its heartbeat. Um, we are doing our very first ever live show at Beyond the Valley Festival in Australia. On New Year's Eve, twenty twenty three, Sam Murphy. What a what a, what a time! A way. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be spending New Year's Eve, um, like what's his name in love? Actually, when he has to spend it with his manager. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the you manager? can decide. Who's the manager, you can decide man? what character you are on this situation. <laughs> I welcome this. It's going to be so silly. So they're letting us literally do an hour-long live show. We're going to work out what that looks. We've got a bit of an idea of what we want it to look like, but it won't be too different to the podcast. And if you can't make it, you'll be able to hear the episode on the podcast feed um, at some stage after we recover as well. But yeah, we're doing our very first ever live show. We don't want it to be the last one. We're going to look at um, some options. It's obviously very difficult considering we live on either side of the universe to make it happen. Yeah. But thank you. But we'll do lots. When I'm when we're together, 
We're going to be yeah. physically together. Last year it was a disaster and we filmed one. <laughs> um, this that was year, the power. The power was out. I have much better feeling. Yeah, we can actually be in a studio together rather than trying to record um, out in the sunshine and have like cameras melting down and stuff. We can actually do it in yeah. a studio this time. Which we'll do be it good. properly. Promise. Yeah. Anyway, flop stars at BTV. Yeah, alongside an amazing lineup, we're playing with Rufus. Well, we're not playing with Rufus to Sol. Let's be very really <laughs> about it. We're not playing with anyone. We are getting up, doing a stupid little podcast in the daytime, and then bigger acts will play. Um, but we're on a lineup with Peggy Goo and Khalees and Rufus. Khalees. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Romy. So, we're on a lineup with Romy, Sam, and, she- and yeah. Sheena from. Um, I, keep, I keep calling her Shiana because I haven't watched Vanderpub Rules, but we're on. From Vanderpub Rules, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'd be fun. We'll see you there. Thanks um, so much. Tickets, uh, pre-sale tickets are, I think, like eighty-five percent sold. So good luck getting one. Um, it's selling. Are very, they? Very oh, I think it's like yeah, it's genuinely very close to selling out. So pretty amazing. Oh, well that's done, good news. Yeah, wow. I was very excited for people. Very quick one, but a very on-brand announcement for this podcast. Joel Corey and Rita Ora have a song coming out called Drinkin'. I didn't awesome- know this. It's called yeah. Drinkin'. Drinking with an apostrophe at the end. <laughs> Which just you know, really- on the plane over here, I was watching the Geordie Shaw reunion and they talked about Joel Corey because Joel Corey used to date one of the things in it and they're like since you've last seen us joel corey's become a freaking world-class dj (laughs) (laughs) so funny to think he was part of that show it's crazy um readers had a crazy had an amazing week and not to like copy who weekly and did a what is reader or up to but i have found the week very interesting so she went to ibiza with taika and elena her sister slash manager, yeah. and they um, met up with Wim Hof and did an ice bath with Wim Hof in her hotel room, and then um, she got up with Joel with and who? Wim Hof, the man behind the the Wim Hof method, the cold therapy method. And he's, he was like the inventor of why people do ice baths. Oh, well, <laughs> good for her. <laughs> and then they were partying in Ibiza, ex- Exhibit A. Of Rita and Taika partying in Ibiza. Oh, Taika really looks like he's been partying in Ibiza. <laughs> the six days. Eyes the size of marbles. Um, here they are in the bath with Wim Hof off of Ice Bath. Fantastic. Really translucent. And then they performed the debut of this song. Um, it's also got MK on it, Mark Kinchin, the other DJ who ha- has a pretty much consistent top 10 hit in the UK. So I think you can yeah. rest assured that it's going to be a big song. Um, I'm keen. Give it a thumb. Good. Great. Let's talk about the big release of the last seven days. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around how this has all happened. But Addison Ray has released... Her EP, a long-awaited record. AR is here. AR. So it's here. Can you remind me? Because you're more you're more across everything than I am at the moment. But how did this all happen? Because <laughs> I remember there was talk about Addison Ray music early on. There were demo, like a, a couple of leaked demos that hit this really specific niche on the internet. And then all of a sudden, there's an actual properly yeah. released one, including a track with Charlie and a Gaga demo from 13 years ago, actually released finally, which was the yeah. highlight for me. So how did this all happen? 
It's a great story. Like, Addison Ray, obviously huge on TikTok, blows up during the pandemic, does a movie, um, starts diversifying her talents and ends up at music, as people so often do, releases this song, Obsessed, and nobody's obsessed with it. In fact, I think the mockery was quite intense. But yep. then these demos start leaking that she's been recording for this project and To Die For, which we'll talk about soon, is one of the demos that really takes off and starts going viral on TikTok, basically. And then by Ad- Addison kind of starts interacting with the leaks and kind of spur not spurring them on but like acknowledging their existence which is something that like not many people do apart from i guess like charlie xcx or kim petras so then she starts getting this like cult pop star status and of course she's also recorded nothing on but the radio which is a gaga reject from the born this way era which hardcore pop fans are aware of so the fact that she's reignited this has got her on side with all these people who just ride or die for pop music and suddenly she goes from being kind of a joke to being this person that they idolize ep comes out it's pretty good and she's got Mm. this whole fan base behind her like it's insane how many people love this addison ray music and now she's gone from being like i thought the music thing was done when everything leaked to now she's signed to Warner, looks like she's going to have a major kind of, like, launch now. It's it's a great story. It's an amazing story. And what it is, is it's a masterclass in timing because it's this odd Absolutely. thing of getting the exact right time where we're ready to digest something like this. And Addison Ray was obviously in the very sort of early TikTok superstar days, almost at a point yeah. of overexposure. But it was an overexposure yeah. of not, really understanding what she was. It was almost this, like, uh, you know, mid-career Kim Kardashian thing of, of people going, yeah. what, why, why should I care? What have I got to hold on to other than she's just this person? She's just this existence. It's a masterclass in waiting for the right time for everyone to jump on board. And I don't, there's some magic about it. It doesn't make complete sense. There's something really, really magic about it that she's just managed to build the perfect timing to jump properly into the music sphere with that little carrot of obsessed there from 2021. We know she does music yeah. we know she wants to do music. It, it, that was almost like the, the perfect fall fall guy for this record, you know, almost like a throw people off the scent that she was going to come out with one of the most unapologetically campy kind of pop EPs of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just so impressive. I also saw one of the great um, memes today. Um, in quotation marks, are you ready for your pop music lessons? Ariana Grande gulped. Caroline Polachek shuddered. Bjork nodded. Lady Gaga blinked nervously. Yes, Addison Ray, they said in unison. <laughs> I just, it's much better to look at it than to read a meme, but I still wanted to do so. <laughs> I mean, whether it's by mistake or on purpose, she is showcasing herself to have a really good knowledge of kind of niche pop fandom. Which is, yeah. I think, a genius move. And if all this fails and she's not able to, like, launch a top 10 record or whatever, she's going to have these fans now. We know that the fans that love your Charlies and Carlies and Kims are always there, even when you are not doing well at all. 100%. I think we're going to keep talking about her because she's fascinating to me, what she's doing at the moment and where this is all going. Also, shout out to Leland. 
um, and Oscar Gores and Rami Yacoub, who are all, you know, part of this project and have, yeah. uh, have, have a kind of history of working with, with pop stars in their very early days to kind of define their sonic identity and have done another wonderful job with that. And, you know, it is so tapped into sort of the, the queer pop culture, the queer pop music culture, mm-hmm. um, and just know how to make these things happen. It's very impressive. Um, so with that, you, what yeah. do you think of To Die For? Feet, Charlie XCX. I love it. I love it. It's so camp and ridiculous and self-confident. Um, I love the phrasing in the chorus. I just think it's, it's so... so dumb. Why is my really? neck to die for the first thing you say? Does anybody ever look at somebody and is like... Their neck is to die for. Neck is probably the last thing I even think about. I also thought she was saying this ah ah ass to die for, and then I realised it was ah ah sex to die for. That she's just saying ah ah because I was like, that's really interesting, and maybe it's because Charlie XCX is British that she's saying ass in a really sort of <laughs> British Australian accent, and then I realised it was ah ah sex because she then says boom boom bass, which is an inference of the bum as well. So I'm like, oh, she said it twice. Maybe it's not that side of look. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's a stupid, stupid, funny, so funny good. little chorus. Campy as tits. Um, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Like, it's just good fun. It's just silly. It's like two minutes of just pure pop bliss. And we've talked so much about, like, recently on the podcast about how important it is to have that section of, like, escapist pop. So, you know what? It's not like grammy worthy by any means but it's great yeah. fun so bob exactly Sochi <laughs> has a song called booty drop i like it it's not as good as what it is but like she's just got personality and she's got charisma like she's got it and you just can't buy that and i'm just hoping that like what it is felt like it should have been the single that should have taken off and been like a top 10 record and maybe it still has it in it. I don't think Booty Drop is that record, but I just hope that it comes soon because she has everything like going for her to be massive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I, I've also, I've missed songs that just say the word booty in the background very quietly. Yes. Whilst the rest Since of the song Iggy is going on. and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. It's we been haven't had that enough of Absolutely. that. And the whole LMFAO era of, you know, sort of vocals in the background track. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Renee Rapp feels like she's not, not come out of nowhere. I know she's been around for a while, but now we've got yeah. a record from her. I mean, getting like a good following, I guess, now. Yeah. Because I, I've kind of known of her existence, but I haven't really felt compelled to listen to her until this era. And I've just heard a lot of people like talking about her. Um, mm. I haven't had a chance to listen to the full album yet, but I really like this song, Pretty Girls. Yeah. It's, it's just fun and straightforward and up and about. I love when that beat finally kicks in in the chorus and Mm. she just has such a charisma to her and a great personality. She's hosting um, her own show on Apple Music as well and I just think that's a wonderful extension of her personality and I think she just leans really well into being, you know, a a talkative pop star more than just a let the music speak kind of pop star. She reminds Um, me of Zara Larson quite a bit. Like, she's quite brash and, like, just honest and and funny. That's a really good call. She is a little bit like that. And considering yeah. Zara's 
invis- kind of invisible at the moment. That's perfect timing. What's Zara doing at the moment? She's doing festivals. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then, she should be doing more. All the songs I, were so good. Wait, in saying that, I've completely forgotten what the oh end of time. End of time was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a while ago, though. Yeah. 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 Time for something new, Zara. Time to knock Renee off your perch. <laughs> it's Renee and Zara, two of the great names of pop music. Renee, <laughs> Renee's an underutilized name in pop music, I think. As it should be, I think. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a song that you claimed is one of the best pop songs of the year earlier today, which I will hold you to at the end of the year, along with the other best pop songs of Why the year. Why are you that saying you- that's such a you thing to do to say it? Why? And now I do it once and you're like <laughs> You're looking down on me. It's called deflecting. It's called deflecting because you're right. I do. I do. <laughs> Not anymore. I used to. I had a period. No, you used to be a big. Any song you would get sent oh, in advance yeah. of was the best pop song what of the year. year. Yeah, I still stand by that. Most of them were the best pop song of the year. <laughs> I still stand by As long as you're in the first 200 pop. people to hear it. <laughs> And then as soon as it's out, I'm one of those people. As soon as it goes mainstream, no, don't want anyone. You're like, nah, um, over it. <laughs> in all seriousness, we have loved Hemlock Springs since very, very early on. And now we have this song called Anyone, spelt in a very fascinating manner. E-N-K-N-E-E. And then I the kept calling one. it Ekni One. It took me so long to get that it was Anyone. I'm, I'm um, not good if it's not proper English. I'm very by the book. In that you're way. not very good with proper English either. So. No, that's true. <laughs> um, talk to me about why you love this one so much, because it is, it is just so, yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts on it as well. What do you think about it? So here's what I love. Like, Hemlock Springs is such an oddity in pop music, and she's such a bizarre character. And- there's something about her that could be so difficult to connect with. And yet mm. she's teamed up with Burns, who's worked with people like Lady Gaga and um, BB Rexa. I, I'm sure BB Rexa's not the second biggest person he's worked with because <laughs> he's worked with a lot. But for me, she is. Um, yeah. And he's kind of managed to not sand the edges down, but make it a little bit more accessible. And together, they're just, like, making absolute gold. Like, Heaven That yeah. Came Before This was incredible. And then this one, it's such a weird pop song, but it's so beautifully, crisply produced. That that yeah. chorus where she's just kind of calling out for anybody who could understand her is beautiful. It's an absolute outcast anthem, and I think that, it is one of the best pop songs of the year. I stand by it. It has only yep. been six hours. <laughs> it's captivated. No, it's you. I, I, I do. I do agree with you. It has completely captivated me. Um, I think with the context of her as well. I think I'm already. I, I think with her, I'll always give the song a full listen before I make yeah. a make a call. I always know there's going to be twists and turns and something exciting. Um, and there is in this song too. Yeah, and I just think she is one of the few artists where we talk about this whole, you know, in the 2010s, we had this whole thing of, like, bedroom pop. And I just think she is one of the few right now where it genuinely sounds like, and yeah, we've now got the context that it was with Bournes, but it's one of those very few artists at the moment where it genuinely sounds like a page out of their diary, and it genuinely sounds like it was something made in a childhood bedroom you know, in the depths of, of of loneliness in a really positive way. It's like loneliness projected into a really positive light. And I think she does that I so keep, masterfully. 
at that, like, I keep going back to Marina when I think about her music and Marina's first record, which is exactly what you were just saying then, like, mm. describing it like that. It's beautiful. Um, so ready for it's what is to come for Hemlock. It's going to be a big, big couple of years for an absolute superstar. Um, so it's a bot from us. We, we missed a couple last week. Yes, we missed a pop in last week. Polls. We're back on, back on regular Sorry. footing now. Polls. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We're back to it now. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo put out Bad Idea, right? At first, I was so confused by it as a single choice because to me, it doesn't have like any kind of hook that you can grab onto. Like, I I don't know. I was just struggling to figure out what she was doing because it's kind of in that pop punk mode of good for you, but then it doesn't have that like power chorus that good for you had to really carry the idea. But mm. now, having sat with it for two weeks, I actually am really into it. And I think it was a really brave single choice and just shows, like, how kind of how kind of daring she is an, as an artist and how she doesn't ever follow up a song with a song that's similar, which I think yeah. is really cool. And while I still think that this wasn't the best choice for the second single in terms of success, I think mm. it's, a, it's a great song and, like, it's a really intriguing piece of guts to hear. I think that I think that she over she kind of overdid everyone's estimations on Vampire though, and I think she can she's been afforded Absolutely. a little bit of freedom. I think it was we talked about it before it came out that coming back for Olivia Rodrigo was probably one of the most um, probably one of the, the singles we're the most unsure about. You know, she's a hard pop star to define. She's a hard pop star to put into a box, which is a good thing, but also when it comes to trying to cut through um, and, and become a superstar can be really detrimental at points. And so I think yeah. something like Vampire could have not worked, but it absolutely did. It captured the imagination. It captured the angst of people. It captured that that feeling that, you know, every early 20s person feels and did such a, a good job that she was able to afford this kind of freedom to not have a second mega hit in a row. But I also think she is one of the few people that's breaking the rules so often that nothing can be defined as a mega hit for her. Like, she, what, whatever she puts out mm. could become a mega hit in its own way. She actually is transformative to the sound of that sort of more rock-influenced pop music. Um, and yeah. I, I think a song like this has enough of a structure to it to potentially be able to do that again and redefine what a, a, a an angsty pop song sounds like in 2023. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Very, very well said. Very eloquent. Really kind. Now, Fred again has put out a track yeah. called Adore You. Again, teasing it with a nice little lo-fi recording of him making it with this um, incredible... Um, he, what is he? He's like a spoken word poet, but also musician. He was in Australia not yeah, long ago. Yeah, kind of. A Bong JR. And it's just a really nice Fred again song. I like that it's kind of a little bit more intimate. It's almost got that sort of tropical thing to it, and no one's making Trop House anymore, which is a good yeah. thing. It's, it's quite tastefully done, isn't it? But this is like George of the Jungle House. Like, do you remember, like, that song <laughs> that was in George of the Jungle that was like, Della, eh, this reminds yes. me of that. It's got the same kind of warmth that exudes from it. 
<laughs> so I will forever be acknowledge this as George of the Jungle House now. <laughs> it's very sunset. It's very a very sunset song, isn't it? I'm like thinking like su- sunset, Hampstead Heath in London at like eight thirty at night in um, London. Yeah, just thinking. Well, obviously, no, I'm thinking somewhere nicer than that. London's Where's just nice always dark. That? They don't have sunset. It's what is it? Like, dark. You're twenty three hours of the day. Week. Can't talk yeah. ill of it. Can't talk ill of the dead town. Um, anyway, I think we like the new Fred again song. Um, interesting pattern for Fred at the moment, I suppose. Like, there's he's just sort of doing his thing. It's not this the same sort of um, expectation on him. There was, I suppose, yeah. six months ago. Like he's afforded a little bit of yeah. space, but it's still really nice to get little drops like this every now and then. Go for it. He's worked with Selena Gomez and debuted a song that they did together um, over the weekend, and which sounds really good. And I think he's perfect for Selena as well. Yeah, I agree. She's there's something going. Like once we get this track on Friday, some she's back because obviously she's had calm down. No, apparently it's a standalone single. Oh, boring. It's not part of the new era. I know. Very annoying. Tiring. Anyway, oh. we'll see. Wish That's luck, a bop anyway. from me. Bop from me too. Uh, Chapel Roan finishes us off. One of Pop's great hopes. Um, every time we talk about her, we talk about this completely unashamed, very queer pop star in the making. Yeah. And now we have this song called Hot To Go. Which is just excellent title, excellent energy that you already know what it's going to sound like once you hear the title of it. Yeah, I knew exactly what I was in for and I was not disappointed. H-O-T-T-O-G-O. It's just so good. It's It's so good. It's so like queen of spelling, the best speller since Fergie. And like this song is just so joyous. Like I love it. Did you also feel a little bit of a Katy Perry never really over energy to it? Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. I gravitate to that like a moth to a flame. <laughs> I'm more of a Katy Perry chain to the rhythm type, which I suppose you could say this has a little bit of that in it. As no, well. you're not. Not over, never really <laughs> over. Come on. I, I will never forget chain to the rhythm. I, I still think chain to the rhythm. No, goes. no, will I. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> in the brain forever. Um, cool. That is us done for the pop in for this not, week. Not so fast. Why not so You're fast? just skipping over. I know what you're trying to do. What? I saw be- Lana Del Rey last week and oh! you're not giving me my platform. Oh, sorry. I've got to go. I actually, I told you I have to be done. Shut up. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> How was it was it in incredible. It was so good. 60,000 people in Mexico City singing along to every Please. single song. It was Kind of a weird set list, kind of not, just very Lana. And at the end, she was carried off on a white sheet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Bless. It was incredible. Been, but she's so, like, present at the moment and so, like, happy to be on stage, which is more than I could say for other times that I've seen her. It was just like, a bit, like her voice was incredible. Blah, 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 blah. See you next week. Pop skin. <laughs> 